Hey, Scully, do you know what I absolutely love about VioletNivyBoutique.com? What? Plus sizes that are affordable, stylish, flatter my body, and the dresses have pockets. I was going to say and have pockets. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely love it. And what I love uh, about it is it also caters to, like, non-plus size people. So she has something for everybody. So... How's your experience been with Violet and Ivy? I love the cardigans and that no matter what you get, she has options that you can keep changing the look. So you can get the tank top and wear it with a cardigan. Or if it's summer, you can just wear the tank top. It's covering. It's flattering. You can pair it with a blue one. You can pair it with a yellow one. Like you have multiple options. It looks like you have this wide variety of clothes when you've got two or three options from her. I love it. I absolutely love it. And her nail designs are on point. Hand yeah, it's ridiculous. Painted. I can't believe a person does that. I know. She does it. Yeah. Hand painted, press on nails that are affordable. So if you're looking for a great style, check out VioletNivyBoutique.com. All views and opinions expressed during this podcast are that of AC and Scully. We are not qualified psychologists or legal professionals, so all opinions are just that opinions and should not be considered any type of legal or psychological advice. And if you get your feelings hurt, eh. Hello, thank you for tuning in to Take a Coffee Break and Chill podcast. This is a true crime segment and with any true crime segment, there will be disturbing information shared. So please take care while listening. Hey, Coffee Breakers, it's AC. And Scully. And we are back for part two of American Nightmare. Guess long who's back? Away. Yeah, long awaited. So that's my thing. Every time I'm like, we're back, I'm oh, like, guess who's your head. back? Back again. Shady's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. It, it keeps going. But I won't do that to you guys. Go ahead, <laughs> Scully, jump on in. <laughs> so part two. So when we left you guys two weeks ago, um... Denise had been dropped off out on the, her street that she grew up on. And she's making her way. She takes the, the tape off of her eyes, and she's making her way to her dad's house. He's not home. So you do get to hear a call where he's, like, calling into law enforcement. Like, I see her. Like, he's got a ring camera or whatever. Like, get somebody over there now. But a neighbor was actually home and saw her and recognized her and was like, oh, my goodness, come inside. What do you need? Um... So she talks about just kind of being overwhelmed with it. Just like, you know, don't, I don't really know what I need. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I could see where it'd be completely disorienting. Yeah. You've been held, you've been drugged, you've been released. Are you truly released? Are are you waiting? Like, because once they've got you, what's going to prevent them from coming back to get you? Well, he already told her that, that we'll always be watching. So, uh, oh yeah, they're never really are gone, they, right? Oh yeah, I would be completely just like I don't, I, I don't know. know, right? And then I'm scared to talk. So, anyway, officers come in and um, they're recording, so you get to see some of it. And they tell her, you know, we need to talk. Um, she, you get to hear audio where she's like, "Can we? Can we wait? Like, I'm really scared." And he, apparently, I don't know. It doesn't let you hear it. I don't know if he was like, no. <laughs> but she tells him, you know, about the home invasion. She talks about the days in captivity that this group was apparently that did it. It wasn't just one person. Um, and they, the whole time, I'm mad because this is supposed to be somebody else. This is right. supposed to be Andrea. So I'm real mad. Oh, I got I got so much to tell you. Okay. Um, he asked her, you know, were you sexually assaulted? And she says no. Okay. And he asked her again, and she says no. Okay. They ask her, do you think it will happen again? And she tells him, if I talk too much, yeah. So he tells her a Vallejo detective is there, or is on the phone, and he is offering her a proffer agreement, and that is essentially immunity for whatever took place. Just tell us what happened, because they're not convinced anything took place. Right, they still think this is big hoax and da 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 da. Say that just made okay. Right, keep going. Um, so that's where AC starts cussing at people. Well, she was like, her thought was immunity from what? I didn't do I anything. I didn't do anything. Um, she feels overwhelmed. She's confused. So she calls an attorney. Yeah, a uh, Doug Rappaport. He's an attorney out of San Francisco. She tells him, 
you know, everything that's happened. He he tells her, you know, excuse me, she tells him, you know, law enforcement is acting like I'm a suspect. I don't know what to do. Like, he asks her, did you give a statement? She's like, yes. He's like, you're done. Don't give any more statements because if there's any contradictions in anything you say right now, they will absolutely use that against you. Mm-hmm. So you're done. Tells her to get on a plane. The clock is ticking. The plane to where? To him in San Francisco. Oh, oh okay. So that's on the documentary. You see her going out with like a um, a hoodie, a black hoodie, and it's all pulled down. It's And they were like, look at her. She's like hiding her face. That's when she was going to get on a plane to go meet her attorney. Because right. Because she didn't know what to do. Well, and the media is probably outside of her door. And she talked about that. She could hear airplane, like a helicopter. She said she didn't realize how big it was. Right. And like, there's all these reporters. And then when she stepped outside, there's, like, all these pictures being taken of her. And she's like, I don't I don't understand, like, what is happening here. And, and in the back of your mind, you're like, are they still watching me? Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, if I get on this plane to go to this attorney, like, are they going to be on the plane? Well, he told me I can't talk to law enforcement and tell them about the sexual assault. And they're in the house. So, you know, she's freaking out. Because yes. he just told her that. Right. So... I can only... I can only imagine. Right. Um, I just told you that. The news is running wild still that it's a massive hoax. So she arrives at her lawyer's, and he tells... He tells her that between the times she got on the plane and came to him, that law enforcement, like, absolutely threw her under the bus. Oh, I'm sure. They again made a statement about, you know, it, she's wasting time, like, it. this was not, we don't have anything to prove, now she's not cooperating, because she took off to go meet with her attorney. So he tells her, like, tell me, tell me what's going on. So she tells Doug absolutely everything. He tells her, you need to comply with the SAR exam. Which That's is, the rape kit, right? Yeah, it's essentially a rape kit. I don't remember exactly what um, it stands for. I meant to look it up, but I didn't. And he said that way, if there is any kind of DNA or anything, they can get they it. They can get that, and that helps. She tells him that she's worried about the threat he made against her family and her. He just encourages her, like, don't let him win. Don't, don't let, let him, him control have this, this power situation. over you. Like, go do this for you and hopefully to find this person and be done with this. So she agrees. So he calls Vallejo PD to set up the SART exam as soon as possible. Yeah. Because some time has passed now. He states that they told him they wanted her to come in, give them a statement, and then they will give her that exam. No. Which absolutely blew his mind because he was like, why in the world would you wait? Right. Because the longer you go, the the, the DNA degrades, you could lose. She's got to wash. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes in and it shows you parts of her interview. And it's David Sesma, which is an FBI agent. Matt Mustard, which is the Vallejo um, (laughs) investigator. He tells her and her attorney. He tells her, you know, I'm happy you survived. We just want to get to the truth. He tells her to start from the beginning. So she gives him the same story that Aaron gave about waking up with the flashing lights, that the red, the laser pointer and drinking the stuff and the calming music. And she's telling the same things that Aaron has said. She tells him that her captor is lean, tall, like six foot. He said that he was a war vet, that he has PTSD, he has insomnia. She's trying to remember. It looks like they were showing her maps. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to remember, like, the turns they took to try to figure out location. Like, she's trying to give them everything. Right. She talks about the rapes. Um, she tells them the whole story about, you know, he told me I had to do it, but we had to make it look like we were in a relationship and that she did play along with it. She, she didn't know what else to do. Um, law- lawyer was like, all right, you know, we're going through this. And he's thinking, you know, they're believing her uh-uh. until Matt mustard. Yeah. I already don't like mustard. Yeah. He says, have you ever, have you ever, I thought this was so weird. And you tell me what you think. Have you ever been in the trunk of that car before? No, I don't. That's such a weird question to me. Do people just get in the do trunks? Do people do that? Like, do you, when you buy a new car, like, you just, just go, get in it? I thought that was just so weird, and it's not her vehicle. 
Like she describes a Mustang sound, like hearing a Mustang and the car being a Mustang. So for him to be like, have you been in that trunk before? Like, yeah, yesterday, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah, I make a habit. You see, and this is where my sarcasm would not play Right. Good. Because, yeah, I make a habit of getting to all the trunks. Go up in yours. I'll get in yours. Like, what? No. No. And they're like, well, did you fight back? And why didn't you fight back? And did you scream? Well, why didn't you scream? I can't see. Like, they're asking her all this stuff. So then they say they're going to take a break. The lawyer, you see the video, he's, like, giving her a pep talk. And he's like, you're doing great. You're doing the right thing. But he realizes they don't believe her. Uh So he calls Aaron's attorney. And he's like, we, um, so he calls Doug Rappaport, calls Aaron's attorney, the paralegal that you hear from. Yeah. And tells her, like, they do not need to meet until this investigation is over. Because they're going to think they're concluding, like, mm-hmm. what's the word? I know what you're trying to say, but I can't. Concluding? But that's not it. No. Conferring. It, that, it's not the word. No. Cahoots. Yes, but I still don't It's not word. the word, but but they all fit. Yeah. <laughs> you get the general premise of what we're going for. If you know the word, message us. <laughs> um, anyway, so they share information, Doug and... Um, paralegal yeah and what they are saying is confirming each story right like what he said is lining up with what she's saying so they inform aaron at that point that denise had been raped and that she was going for the sart exam right that exam notes um noted micro lesions on her cervix that indicated sexual intercourse in the last two days yeah so, for Denise, she's like, well, surely they'll believe me now. Like, no, because you... I've done this. I, I I did all the things. I've done the exam. Like, it shows. So, you know. The next day in the interrogation room, it takes you to that. Um, This interview was actually not released. So, you see, like, a door. But you can... They're talking about it. They basically ask her... The FBI does this one. And it's... Uh, Cessna Mm -hmm. and they from the beginning say are there any there are inconsistencies with your story is there anything that you want to change I want you to know it is a crime to lie to a federal agent and Denise is like no like I don't know of any inconsistencies like I don't know what you're talking about I don't want to change my story Um, her lawyer which I love him because like he never stopped yeah pulls him aside and he was like she hasn't had any discrepancies or inconsistencies like what makes you think she's lying and that agent looked at him according to him and says haven't you seen the movie gone girl and her lawyer is livid because he's like this is confirmation bias like you're you're not even looking for anything else like you're just so convinced that she did this that she's gone girl and she's redoing it that you're not even looking at what she's telling you yeah and this is this is the the okay so mm-hmm. i'm gonna kind of segue into it's not a rant it's not a soapbox it's just pointing out that this happens a lot Mm-hmm. confirmation bias and tunnel vision happens a lot in law enforcement investigations. And like, they miss a lot. And they miss a lot. And it's scary it is. to think that you could uh, think she survived. Mm-hmm. All right. She survived. Right. However, if this captor had have taken her for longer or heaven forbid had killed her. Been anyone else. I think any other predator. Yes. It would have ended differently. Correct. Probably. Most likely. Yeah. I don't know the predator, but I'm just saying and they would always think that it was Aaron the whole time. Mm-hmm. They would never have even considered anybody else. They would have never looked for anything else. And when I keep that in. Okay. Because when I tell you it gets worse, it gets worse. Okay. Um, so her, her lawyer saying if they charge Denise with. I don't even know exactly what it is, law, lying to the federal officer. Um, she can be sentenced anywhere between one to 18 months in a federal prison. That, okay. It's giving false information to law enforcement as the state. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the federal code I, is. And I, we had this conversation. I was like, you can, you can lie to cops, but it is a charge. But yeah. I didn't know it's a federal charge if it's FBI, which... Would not be my advice to ever law, lie to law, law enforcement. enforcement, but I didn't know it was a federal crime yeah. um, for FBI. 
So I don't know exactly how much time has passed, but Erin is actually finally able to go and see her. She talks about, like, her concern about him looking at her different and just, you know, everything being different now because all this stuff that's happened. Oh, we so done. We so done because... You done with him. <laughs> I'm done with you because the, they told me they were coming after your ex. So I don't even know what she did. I don't know what you did. I don't know who y'all <laughs> made mad, but I am out. I am so out of this. And she said... They was, got me at your house? No. We done. <laughs> I kind of see that. <laughs> she talks about how thinking about him during that time was kind of grounding to her, just like yeah. getting back to him. And initially I was like, how did she know he was okay? But the captor told her, you know, we're going to communicate with him for ransom. So she knew he was fine. Right. But he, again, she was worried he would see her differently. Um, he says as soon as the door opens and he sees her, she just kept repeating, I didn't want to. They made me do it over and over and over. He tells her, I know like it's not your fault you know yeah. hugs her she tells him you know i don't want you to stay with me <laughs> because of this because if you remember from the beginning they were having issues like he was in therapy trying to deal with his ex that had cheated on him and he had been contacting the ex so like they left in a really bad spot i'm so out i'm done <laughs> fair i was already one foot out the door this just kicked it on in for me well for them it did it the other way it like brought them closer trauma bonded i truly yes <laughs> um because they kind of like got it together now aaron states at this time you know he's still afraid because he knows the kidnappers are still out there no one's being charged the media is pretty much over it at this point they're just waiting for them to be charged with something um until oh an email comes in to the um, oh, it's a Chronicle, San Francisco Chronicle, I believe, mm -hmm. and it it tells in the email. Hang on, let me find it again. That they kidnapped, we kidnapped Denise and held her for ransom. They talked about breaking the breaking and entering on Mare Island. They sent photos of the gun with the flashlight attached to it, saying essentially to believe Denise. Um, that reporter sent that to the Vallejo Police Department. No response. Well, yeah, because they think that Denise did it or yeah. Aaron did it. So Amy, that's her name. That's the paralegal. She contacts Rappaport about photos that San Francisco Chronicle received um, via email mentioning a Mustang um, and a room that matches the description that... Denise gave. Okay. So there was like a lot of these emails. It wasn't like a one believe her. It was like back to back like to back, back to back. back. It shows an inbox of like 11. I don't know if there was 11, but it oh. shows an inbox. So the perpetrator is getting upset. Yes. And very upset that they're not believing Denise so much so that finally he sent one saying that we, that there are three, um, three of us, we are acquaintances, two, is, two of us are college graduates says that law enforcement has 24 hours to give a full apology to Denise or we will do it again. But, but if you want her to, why? I don't know. I found that very intriguing. But very, very upset. To somebody else or to Denise? Somebody else. Oh. Is what it implies to me. It could have been her, but I, I don't think it was. If I was Denise, I'm like, I'm out. I am she so didn't know. Out. Like, like that stuff wasn't getting anywhere. No, it was just sitting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So June 5th, 2015, this is 10 weeks later. This is in Dublin, California. Um, North Terrace Drive, a call comes in from a wife saying that a break-in was happening and that her husband was out there fighting them now, and she states, he has our daughter. And then that ends, like, episode three. Of course And you does. start four. Um, they're asking her, like, ma'am, talk to me, you know, 911. Like, how many people are there? She's like, I'm unsure. My husband, I'm hiding in the bathroom, which I thought was odd. But like, people do different for different things. Like, you got my child. Like, we in the street. Like, yeah. We squaring up. <laughs> we have. But people look, are different. <laughs> AC and Scully are a little different. We'll fight you. In a flat heartbeat. In a flat heartbeat. We got some pent up rage. Yes. We love our children more than we love ourselves. Yeah. Like, like I'm not worried about my life. Yeah. I'm, I've lived some. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. I, a court, you know, I'm almost 40, so I'm about halfway done. <laughs> like, what I got to, you know, so, right. like, we will fight you 100%. So, we ain't the ones. Right, so I can't really understand. So, if my... Her paradigm, like, where 
she's coming from because I'm like, we different. Yeah, because like, the husband's out there fighting. That'd be me. My husband would be calling. If he, I don't know. If somebody had our child, he'd probably be up there with me. Nobody would be calling. We would just be eating the crap out of this person. Now, I've been having a 911 so you can hear exactly what's going on on speaker and I'm yelling at you, but right. I'm beating his butt too. Right. Like, like a neighbor would be calling. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, because if our child was involved, I, oh, 100%. I don't think my husband would hesitate. So on the 911, um, you hear the husband come in and he talks about he ran away. And when they law enforcement shows up, dad is covered in blood. The suspect ran out the back door. Um, Was he in a wetsuit? It doesn't say. Crap. But they did find zip ties and duct tape. And they have the dog out there trying to track. But Mm -hmm. the officer that um, is telling you this part, there's fields all behind that. So they lost it. They couldn't really keep up with it. But the daughter who was 22, came up to an officer and was like, there's a phone on the counter. I think it's his. I think he left it. Oh. So law enforcement gets that. Um, They're trying to locate the subscriber. You meet Lieutenant Miguel Campos. They call the subscriber, I guess, that it's associated with. I don't really understand this unless I'll just explain. It's probably a burner phone. No, actually. Oh, so, okay. They get a female, and he's like, hey, do you know whose number this is? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's my son. So he's still on his mom's phone plan. Um, sorry. Um, she's like, yeah, that's my son. Gave, gave them the name Matthew Muller. He's a former Marine, a Harvard Law graduate. There are previous reports with his name in it where he is a suspect in battery rapes. Mm-hmm. They believe his plans were to tie up the parents and rape the 22-year-old daughter. They tell mom of Matthew Muller innocently, like, hey, we just found his phone. Like, we just want to get it back to him. You know where he's at? She's like, yeah. And full-on gives them her address to her Lake Tahoe cabin, which is way out in the middle of the woods all by itself, like lots of trees, 140 miles north of where they were. Yeah. So, I love that. Well, we just found his phone. The police can lie to you. You cannot lie to them. I would automatically be like, you lie. Y'all do not care this much about a cell phone. Like, <laughs> some ain't right. Right. You don't pass the sniff test. But I'd be like, where'd you find it at? Right. Like, some random person's house. Like, like, it's on the road. And I'm doing my due diligence. No, you don't. No, you're not. Where's my kid? <laughs> like, that's where I got. So, you get to me, and you will love this lady. Her name is Misty, and I think it's Caruso. All right. She, it would have been her first case as a detective. And they're like, hey, we're going to go out here and do the search warrant on this house. Like, you want in? She's like, yeah. So that's you. For sure. All day long. <laughs> I'd have been like, yes, let's go. So you get to see body camera footage of them approaching the house. They were a little worried because they do know, you know, he's ex-military. Is he going to put up a fight? Is there going to be a barricade? Is it going to be a gunfight? Like, what is it? They bust in the house. It's none of that. It's very quiet. Like, arrest him, take him out. She takes pictures of him. She describes him as an average all-American white male adult. Um, Takes some pictures, like, profile in front. And they go and they start looking through the rest of the house to see. Yeah. They do find zip ties. They find duct tape. Misty says the house is very disarrayed and that it smells. And she describes it as just stale, but it was just very dirty. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Which is not common for... military that's what i would have thought they do find toy guns that are painted to look real yeah um toy guns yes that are painted to look real yes and they have like lasers attached and different things like that and the flashlight attached oh do you know how mad i would be if i found out that you tried to take me at gunpoint with the freaking nerf gun yeah oh so she's like, stuff is starting to fall together for the home invasion that they're trying to get him for. Um, she notes that the windows were covered and there was NyQuil, there was a syringe, there's a stolen vehicle, a white Mustang outside. Um, there's GPS on the Mustang with all of these different addresses in them. In the trunk, they see a blow-up doll dressed in all black, but made to really try to look like somebody so what it shows is a blow-up doll with like a face mask that looks like like a halloween mask of someone's face and then like a curly wig oh that's terrifying like trying to make it look like a person a person 
they found a nylon belt that had a bunch of different pockets in it. And in that pocket was a pair of goggles that had been blacked out with a single blonde hair attached to like the front, like it got caught in the tape. So they're thinking, oh man, like who else? Yeah. Like what else, what have we stumbled into here? What has he done? Mm-hmm. And what am I about to have to deal with? Yes. So at this point, cuts you back to Denise and Aaron, and like they're talking about how their lives were still all over the place. They're not sure if they're going to be charged with the crime. Uh, where are the kidnappers? They're staying with friends. They're getting all kinds of hate messages on social media. Some of them were like telling her she deserved to die and different things like that. So there's this subset of people out there that just for whatever reason feel like they need to be as nasty as they possibly can be in every situation yeah, I, they were cruel i don't understand that mentality i do not get it but i see it a lot online where yeah. somebody will just it'll be something like this and they're just and they're just cruel. nasty well months passed with dealing with this and kind of in the air for them so then they find out the lead investigator fbi agent david david says sesma Used to date Andrea. What? The FBI agent that you meet that's been on this case this entire time. And the intended victim was supposed to be Andrea? Correct. That is his girlfriend. Or was a former datee. I don't know how, whatever. That's a conflict. Right. So, Doug, I told you I like him. Doug Rappaport, the attorney, was like, no, no, no. Yeah. And he writes... um, to file a, a complaint that yeah. he needs to be removed from this case because right. he's he's too close. This, there's this, a conflict. There's a conflict. It was reviewed and determined to be, quote, unproblematic. See, y'all, this is how y'all get in messy situations mm-hmm. is because y'all see things that is unproblematic that's actually a big problem. That's a huge problem. Because my whole thing is, did you date her before A.A. Ron or after a. Ron. And how serious. And how serious. Was mm-hmm. it like a dinner date? You went out like two times and then ghosted each other? I feel like that's too much. It is, but that, I could see that being less problematic than yeah. like a year-long relationship. Oh, for sure. After Aaron. Right. For sure. So, meanwhile, this is going on with Denise and Aaron. Misty is still working the Matthew Muller case. Yeah. She, she just knows like there, there's, something, there's else. something else with him. So she starts looking into him and other cases. And she found that his first case was in 2009. Um, he was a person of interest in Palo Alto for a sexual assault. At 3.30 a.m., a 32-year-old woman was woken up by a man in all black. He ties her up. He forces her to drink NyQuil, puts surgical tape over her eyes, and tells her he's going to rape her. She tells him, like, starts pleading. She tells him, no, please, I've been raped before. He tells her that he does not want to re-victimize her, re-victimize her, so he leaves. But there is nothing to link. Is that not weird? Yeah, I don't understand this. Like, I really don't understand this case at all. Like, understand the tunnel vision, this perpetrator. That's what I'm saying. Had it been any other perpetrator, like, this would have ended differently. Denise would be dead, and Aaron would be like, we think he did it, but can't really prove he did it. Right. This sounds almost like a kind perpetrator. It's really weird. Because he's got some... Issues. He's got issues. He's got some sexual deviations. Like, he is absolutely 100% like a sexual predator, but it's like he doesn't want to do it violently. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. So she said, it says in the documentary three weeks prior that police stopped Matthew in Palo Alto after seeing him jump out of the bushes. So that made him a person. I'm sorry. That just, like, he's just driving by and this dude pops out. I got tickled re- writing that because it was like, that's so many questions. <laughs> yes. So many questions. But um, it made him a person of interest, but there was no mention of goggles in that report so she's like that's not what i'm looking for right so cut to again in 2009 in mountain view which is this is still all in that same area it's just like it's a big area yeah Yeah. you meet tracy um she's a 30 at that time she would have been in her 30s it's like 4 35 o'clock in the morning and when they show you this on the documentary it is absolutely terrifying because it looks like she like rolls over opens her eyes like oh i have some more time to sleep and this person pops up off the side of the bed which just freaked me out so bad because I'm like, I wake up all the time. I'm like, oh, I got more time. And like the thought of someone just leaping 
I don't know. It just hit me different. That would, I'm like trying to hold back a laugh, but it's not funny. It's because I'm terrified. It's just so creepy. It is. I wouldn't even know what I would do. Yeah. So she, he jumps on top of her. Um, She said the person kept going, Tracy, Tracy, calm down, calm down, calm down. So knew her name. And he tells her, if you don't stop screaming, I'm going to gag you. So she stops. He zip ties her, makes her drink something. Um, she is blindfolded by a pair of blacked out swim goggles and he tells her that he has some bad news for her. Unfortunately, he's going to have to rape her now. She says, I just start begging. She's like, you go into panic. And she said, he got silent. He sighs and says, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I know that this is going to mess you up for a while. You might want to get a dog would be good protection for you. May prevent this from happening again. And then he leaves. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I'm glad. I, same. I mean, absolutely, 100. percent Like, but it's very weird. It, it is. I'm almost wondering, like, what is his issues? So, like, she was like, "Okay, goggles." You know, Misty's like, "All right, goggles." But Misty, um, Tracy has long black hair. Yeah. So, so she the knew hair it wasn't match. her. Yeah. So Tracy calls law enforcement, and this is gonna make you mad. And when they report out, they ask her, did you just have a really bad dream? And she's like, no, like I have marks on me. Like I didn't do this to myself. Like someone came in my house, they did this. So then they take her boyfriend aside. I guess he showed up. She caught him too because he wasn't there. She was dating, but they weren't living together. And they talked to her and or talked to him. And they're like, is she like this? Does she make up stories? Is she attention seeking? Like did not take her claim seriously just very much wrote her off she had a bad dream she don't know what she's talking about and that was essentially the it for her nothing was really looked into what is wrong with law enforcement i don't know please tell me this is not like that day all day every day come to you (sighs) if somebody broke into my house and i managed to survive and then you come and ask me if i have a bad dream and then go to your husband and be like does she normally do this i'm going to jail I'm, I'm probably flipping out, too. I ain't even gonna lie. So you get to hear a little bit more about Denise, and I actually did not know. She's actually been victimized what would be three times. Oh, God. Um, the first time happened when she was 12, and she carries a lot of guilt for that because it happened to her, and she didn't immediately say something until she found out another kid had been sexually assaulted. And she, it is never your fault as the person who is victimized like it is never and I understand her with yeah, the I, I should have said something I if I said something maybe this wouldn't mm-hmm. happen but that's not you that's not true yes and then it happened again when she was 19 um I think she was in college at that time and she they were drinking she passed out on the couch she woke up to being sexually assaulted she actually was like not again I'm going to file charges like this is that she goes to the police station and was actually talked out of it by an officer in the parking lot basically telling her it's he said she said so nothing's ever going to come of it you just let it go essentially you know less than three percent of all sexual assaults are estimated to be reported because of crap like that right there. i could believe it and then the third time would be when this kidnapping took place hey dudes if you're listening let, let me just throw this out here quit sexually assaulting women Anybody. Anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, women or men. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Well, so women sex offenders are less than 1% of all sex offenders. Still out there. Still out there. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't be a sex offender. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't. This poor girl. Mm -hmm. Three times? Mm -hmm. Like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. And this last time was two different offenses. Like, it's. I don't count. Uh, to me, it's even more than that because I don't know how many times she was victimized at 12. Yeah. I, we know that's the one time at 19. Yeah. And then at least two times with that with home guy. dude. Oh, so as, as far as how many times she was actually sexually assaulted, don't know. There's just three different perpetrators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is ridiculous. Oh, I agree. That you are living your life and you are sexually assaulted by three different perpetrators by the age of 20, 30. Yeah. Like that... Yeah. And you wonder why women are scared. Like, so, yeah, and she talks about she just felt hopeless. Like, yeah, well, uh, nobody like, believes me. Like, like, nobody believes me, but, you know, chances are I'm going to get raped again at some point. 
Yeah, so Misty, you get back to her, and she's, look, this woman, I love her. Like, I think she's the epitome of what all law enforcement should be because she never stops. She's like, okay, so it's dead end with this, so I'm going to start looking at the car. Like, let's see where the car came from. She finds out the car was stolen out of Vallejo seven months prior. Okay. So she's like, cool. So she calls the owner. She's like, hey, we got your car, da, 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 da. Um, While they're talking, he says, have you ever heard of the Mare, Mare Island Creeper? And she's like, oh, where's Mare Island and who's the creeper? Yeah. <laughs> so they're talking. And what had happened is Mare Island is connected to Vallejo by like a tiny little bridge. Yeah. And in 2014, a bunch of students were being harassed by a male suspect that was peeking in windows, taking photos, and then leaving. They reported all this to cops and they did nothing. Right. So a couple of the students were like, we're done with this. And when they pop, when he popped up again, they tracked him down, figured out where he lived, figured out he was a lawyer, figured out he was ex-military, took that to police, and still nothing. So as soon as she hears that, she's like, that's Matthew Muller. Like, right. All of that's him this whole time. It, they reported everything to police, but the investigation just stopped. Like, why? They didn't even talk to Matthew Moeller. Right. They didn't even pull him in for a courtesy interview. Mm-mm. Did nothing with it. And she's like, this could have potentially all have been handled way before. Avoided. Yep. Now, these other two women, unfortunately, would have dealt with what they dealt with. Um, just in breaking in is traumatic, and the, the, the threat of the sexual assault. Just breaking in anybody's house is traumatic. It would have saved... Potentially Denise. Mm-hmm. So on March, he says that it, it, it continued up until March of 2015 when, and that's when they just kind of stopped. He's like, you know, the same time the Gone Girl case. And Misty's like, what are you talking about? What's the Gone Girl case? So she Googles it and she realizes that address is in the GPS in the Mustang. You go, Misty. Um, the Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. It was in there. So she looks up the victim, and she has blonde hair. And guess what? His hair is in this mask. Exactly. Blonde hair. Exactly. So she calls Vallejo PD, and she's so excited because she's like, we're going to solve this. This man's going down for all this. Like, that. forget this break in here. Like, he's going for that plus. Yeah. Nobody answered. And she said, I'm like an ex-girlfriend that just won't stop. She's like, I just kept calling. <laughs> and she's like, and I just kept calling. And I kept calling. Yeah. So finally, somebody answers the phone and they tell her the case has been turned over to the FBI. So she'll have to contact them. She's like, cool. What's the number? Yeah. They give her a number. She calls and she gets David Sesma. Mm-hmm. She tells him all about Matthew. She said, you know, y'all called it a hoax. She said he snapped back and was like, we never called it a hoax. She yeah, said, you did. Shut up. She said, well, anyway. You I said have, it but didn't. Shut up. She's like, so anyway, I have him here and you probably want to talk to him because what he's saying is matching some of the stuff y'all had going on. He tells her, send me what you have and we'll see. So they set up an interview with the FBI, the Dublin police with FBI to review all the evidence that they had. They show them the zip ties that they found, the duct tape, the water gun with the flashlight. I swear to God. And that is when it clicked to them because that's the same photo that was in the email that they received. Right. So they're like, oh, crap. And then they show them the goggles with the blonde hair in it and that same lieutenant that I talked about, I don't remember his name now, um, from Dublin. Mm -hmm. He states that's when you could see the look of, oh, Oh, crap. crap. Like, on their face. Like, literally, like, we did not do this right. We screwed up. He said they looked shocked and that, like, they had that look of, oh, crap, we were wrong. We need to investigate this incident. Like. Oh, oh, really? Legitimately now. Oh, gosh, do you say? So Doug gets a call. Doug is the attorney. From another attorney that says we have a man in custody that is linked to the case with Denise and Aaron. Um. He's an immigration... This is Matthew Muller. I'm going to give you this. He's a immigration lawyer in San Francisco. He was disbarred earlier that year. I'm not sure why it doesn't say. I'm pretty sure things were something. It has sexual harassment something in that. Probably. I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't know. It, it's a bunch of clippings. Like, it hit the news and all that. So, Denise finally got to see him. And you got to remember, she's never seen him. Right. All she knows is, like, voice and general cadence. And when she was actually able to hear him speak... She knew. Yeah, that's him. That's him. So they got him charged. So Doug's like, I want the affidavit. 
I want to know, and the way he described it is the way I'm going to describe it here for others that may not know what an affidavit is. He said he wanted the affidavit of his arrest to see the work that went into the investigation. So the affidavit's going to list like what they have and what led to the arrest, essentially. Led to this, yeah. Like some places, why we think it's him, essentially. Yeah, and some places call that a charging document. Okay. Yep. But um, Texas calls it a charging document. But like here in South Carolina's affidavit, I'm assuming in California. California's affidavit. So, yeah. So when he gets it, he realizes just how little work was actually put into this investigation. Misty did it all. Into the actual crime of kidnapping. Right. They were highly focused on pro- prosecuting Denise and Aaron. Yeah. From the get. So I'm going to give this to you in bits. So you remember the polygraph? And they told him he failed miserably no, and I that didn't. he did all this. It was unknown results. Yeah, inconclusive. Probably so, because he's really upset. And he'd been in there for 14 hours. hours. Right. Like... And polygraphs are not admissible in court anyway. I understand that might be a useful tool. I don't understand why we still use them, but keep rolling. Yeah, well, it's not, well, true. The SAR exam. Okay, mm-hmm. so when Denise was in, she said the nurses told her or whoever, or maybe a doctor, that there was that micro lesions. Mm-hmm. For her SAR exam, they said that there was no physical evidence of non-consexual sex. But if you remember, she told you in her interview, he told her you have to play along like it has to be believable and she tells them I did do that mm-hmm. because he said to do it I was scared you know yeah and she said you would think with the FBI they would know not every rape has to be this super vicious attack vicious attack like you would yeah. take that in consideration but they did not the phone so this one is the one that gets me the most. So Aaron told law enforcement when he was in his stuff that they were going to contact him via the phone with all of this dealings with this ransom for Denise. Right. Law enforcement takes his phone as soon as they got him and they put it in airplane mode. So they can't get any calls. They didn't or turn it on until the next evening when they realized two calls had came in. And the only way I figured they figured that out is maybe they pulled report or something and it showed. When they turn it, I guess when they look at it, the two calls were traceable calls that would have taken them within 200 meters of where Denise was being held. Yeah, y'all were crack job, Mustard. If they'd have left it on. Just leave it. I don't know why you would put it in airplane. I don't know why you would do that either. I don't know why you would... I mean, I understand that y'all thought it was a BS story from the get-go, because even I'm like, okay, tell me about the penguin that came in and took you. Same, but I'm at least got to... But you still have to do your due diligence. Like, right. you have to investigate it as that. those are the facts of the case until you find evidence. That, that is full of crap. That is full of crap. Mm-hmm. And if you... I don't understand if you, like, he said there was going to be a ransom, that you turn off the phone. Right. And that they've contacted me once on here, and they're going to contact me again. again. And, like, you, and, and you put an airplane mode, like, yeah, okay, whatever. So when did you kill her? Like, you didn't even try. Right. So, and Denise talks here, and she's like, you know, they could have potentially saved me that second rate. Yeah. Had they just kept it on. Yeah. And, like, got the call and traced it and, you know, or per- did anything to try to get to me. Yeah. Uh, other than looking for her body where Aaron dumped it. Yeah. So then long FBI is talking to Nice and Aaron, and they're like, listen, we're 100% convinced that um, Mueller worked alone, and, you know, we got all this, we got him, whatever. And oh, they're like, we don't trust, trust you. you. He's like, you spent the better part of a year trying to get me. Tried to arrest me yeah, for lying then, to you. Then telling us that there's no other person, it's all us, and then saying, okay, well, maybe it is him, but then you didn't believe the sexual assault, like, we no, your credibility you. is shot. Right, we don't trust you. The same people that have been going at us right. forever. You didn't even follow the evidence the first time. If it hadn't been for Misty, right, you would have never linked it together. So in March of 2017 is actually when Mueller goes on trial. This is the first time that Huskins and Quinn actually got to see him and like confront him for it. Mm-hmm. She talks about what she said to him and, like, telling her, like, she said, I said his name. I told him who I was. I made him look me in my eyes, and I looked him in his eyes. She's like, I took my life back that day. I'm assuming she did, like, a victim impact. Yeah. And was able to, like. Speak. Speak. And I think that 
was really cathartic and helped her because it helped her like put a name, put a face to this person, see that they're getting, you know, their justice and getting her moment to be able to be like, you You did this and you get everything you get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Matthew actually got 40 years for the kidnap, the robbery and the rape. He was never charged with the attempts in Palo Alto or Mountain View or the Peeping Tom incident on Mare Island. He never revealed why Andrea was his target. Yeah. Never said. I wonder if he'll talk to us. I don't want to know. I wonder if he's on findinginmate.com. Oh, Lord. That's Friday stuff. (laughs) Um, In 2016, Denise and Aaron actually sue Vallejo PD. Oh, 100%. And the FBI. They didn't go after the FBI. I would have. For defamation. A tip came in before they were doing the depositions that before the national press conference where that one officer got up and was like, she's full of crap, whatever, that Chief Andrew Bedeau told Park, that's the, the lieutenant's name, to burn that bee. They did the deposition of the chief. He, of course, denied all of that, said none of that was true. No one ever said anything like that. That's not true. Y'all know y'all did. Quit lying. None of the officers that were involved in this investigation were ever disciplined. Matt Mustard actually went on to win Officer of the Year in 2015, the year that this happened. How? I don't know. I don't know either. Because you screwed this one up big time. Massively. But this is the best part. Um, their lawsuit mm-hmm. settled out of court for $2.5 million. That ain't enough. It's, it's a good help. Yeah, it's a good help, but that ain't enough. So, more happy stuff. Um, Denise and Aaron actually got married. Mm-hmm. That trauma bond runs deep. Yes. Um, they moved to the coast, which they're in California, so I guess they moved the opposite side. I don't know. I was curious. I was like... The coast. We have a lot of that in different places. Like, where does that mean? Oh, I don't know. Um, but they moved away, which I would. If you sue the police department, you should you, probably you leave. Move. Yeah, <laughs> move to a different jurisdiction at least. Yes, all different. Or maybe that's why you don't. Whole go different state. That's why you don't go after FBI. They're national. <laughs> Fair. In March 2020, they welcomed their baby girl. Aww. And then just a little bit later, they welcomed um, their second baby girl. I don't want to put their names out. I just... Yeah, it's fine. Children. They do on the that. I just don't. Okay. In 2017, they were actually able to meet with Misty. Okay. And she said that they just held each other and just kind of cried. And Denise said that this whole time, she was just looking for someone to, to believe, believe her. And, like, be that person and misty was that and she was so thankful misty i told you she is like the epitome of what i think every investigator should ever be she had a girlfriend i think in college that was sexually assaulted and that was one of the reasons she wanted to become an officer because she wanted to be that voice for these women Mm -hmm. or any sexual assault victims to be able to like bring that person so Mm -hmm. she that's why i think she took this case so to heart and yeah. really I mean she worked it yeah she worked it and didn't stop and they but what would have happened if there hadn't been a Misty and that's exactly what they say that they they thanked her for being the hero and being that person in law enforcement that they could actually trust but that they don't know where they would be had Misty not got the case had she been like no nah, I don't want to go or whatever like what what would have happened? Absolutely nothing. They like, still would he... wouldn't know who would have done it. And they might have arrested him, but it's going to be on a lesser charge. I think and they would have got him for that home invasion. Yeah, but that's... But they wouldn't have got him for the all rape that other. and her rape and yeah. all that. Yeah. Because so, I don't think that Dublin police would have let it go because they were actively seeking to prove that it was him at that. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been enough to put him away for 40 years. Well, I mean, he left his cell phone. I know. That's attached to his mom. Like, there's so many things about this that seem so far-fetched. But it's like, because it's like, you, you're you going to go in a wetsuit, but leave your phone. Like... He didn't have pockets. Wetsuits don't have pockets. Stick it in there. Like... like I, don't, I don't know. I don't he panicked because he didn't expect daddy to come out of the bedroom. I guess. it. And then with the several victims that he's like... I can't do it. And like... Well, that's a good thing. Why are you trying? It is, but it's like... 
how many times do you need to do that to realize you have a problem? Like <laughs> that you're, I don't know. Like it just, because I, truthfully, I think there's probably more. Oh yeah. And they just didn't know how to like, or they didn't report what? it or just didn't think anybody was going to believe them anyway, because like Tracy called and they're like, oh, you just had a bad drink. Go back to bed. It's fine. It's right. fine. Nobody and then belittled her to the fact of like, to her boyfriend, like, does she seek attention? Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I, my SO would not handle that well either. And I can only imagine. I'd be like, what do you say? Yeah, I do. Let me show you the kind of attention I need. Yeah. Like, you know, I have marks on me. Right. And that's what she said. I didn't do this to myself. And then he's giving her advice to how to avoid potentially being a, a, a victim again. Get, a, Get dog. a dog. Like, that'll probably help. Like, it, well, what kind of dog? I'd have been like, attack dog. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh, this next is... time. I don't know. Like, there shouldn't be a first time, let alone next time. Correct. But, like, how long did he watch her? Because it seems like he watched these people a little bit. He did because he would go in with their name. He would, right. like, he went in with uh, Tracy's name. He went in to Aaron, 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 calm down, you know, like, knew their name. And that's why law enforcement was like, he knew your name. Okay, that's fishy. Great. Same. Same. The beginning of this documentary, I was like, oh, okay. In the beginning, I'm like, nah. Like, listen. Aaron, you murdered her, or you did something. But work the case. That That's what right. it comes down to, work the case, though. Like, yeah. I, I understand that you're like, Aaron did it, like, most likely. But, but did work you the case. the email he got? You didn't look at the email. You didn't try to trace that email. You didn't get your state, like, people involved. You didn't do anything. You didn't go to the house. You didn't try to sweep for DNA or for fingerprints. Or did you pull cameras in the area to see no. if there was a weird car? Like... Did you go see the tape on the ground? Did you pull that camera to see if it was attached to a signal, like, that he had up on the wall? Like, you didn't do none of that. Mm -hmm. Did you drug test Aaron? Did you get a talk screen to see what he had in his system since he was drugged? Like, I know, I'm just saying. But that's, like, the only thing that they did. They took his clothes and they drug screened him. But that seems to be the extent of where the investigation went. Yeah, and I've just named ten things. Oh, I know. Like and that's then you just took the his basic. phone and put it in. And my thing is the you, phone. Ransom like, call. Like there might be a ransom call. Hey, homie, mustard, you can answer that call and talk to Matthew Muller yourself. Yeah, put it in the room while we invest. While we talk to you, like yeah. we'll leave the phone right there. If he calls, calls you can be like, that's them. Yeah. You know, because then how is he coordinating? All, you know, like and ping it. Yes. Follow the facts. Follow what you're given. And then follow the facts. And you didn't do that. Right. And you could have lit- legitimately potentially saved this this girl. And got him from the get-go, and there was never another potential victim. Right. Like, you know, I mean, it, it irritates me about the Peep and Tom thing, too. And you didn't even put him on trespass notice. Like, And he lived even... on the island. They're like, he lives here, law enforcement. This is what he did today. Like, he's been harassing us. For a year. Stalking. That is stalking. And taking pictures and everything else. And law enforcement's like, cool. Cool. Got it. Hope you had a good time. Never, that that blew my mind when she talked about that. Like he was just kind of like, yeah, that's you know that's Matthew. He just does that. Like it was just, just no. Matthew's not allowed that's to do illegal. <laughs> he can't. That's stalking. Right. And these. Oh my gosh. It it blew my mind. And then you. The, the two offenses were before that. Yeah. So he's like, I can't even say he's, I guess it is kind of like prep. Like he's, he did these two. He's honing his skills. Yeah. He's trying to figure out where. And the, the we trying to make it sound like there's more makes it just sound more powerful, more scary. Right. Like, and somebody came to his house. Oh yeah. Andrea heard it. Not Andrea. Denise, Denise heard it. Heard someone come to his house and it sounded like what it what sounded like an argument an argument i mean that could have been his mom yeah i don't know but the fact that they and were. then he he ever all these emails like there's three of us two of us have college degrees and like he maintains is that, that your personalities boo like i don't i mean i don't really believe in what well, I, I won't go there but i'm not i don't know clearly that. he's something's up he's not a typical sexual predator no because they would have taken advantage of each and every one of these opportunities and never been like, oh, I can't do it. Like, right. But then that that's very singularity. Like he did that on his own. There's no there's no other group that we know of. Yeah. But 
even they talk about just the one. And then you get the dummy in the car, which makes you think that's his, does he talk to you? Like I go, I don't know, but they never fully vetted that to fully rule out. I'm pretty sure that Misty did like she, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know, but I I feel like if he had said at any point, there's three of us that she had been like, all right, who's the other two? Let's go find it. Like, I, I do believe that, but I don't think that there was more than one. I don't, I don't, but I, I think he had a drug dealer that came out of the house. I could I, truly, I think it was his mom. Uh-huh. I think she probably stopped in and was like, because it was her house. Right. Like, this is filthy. Get it together. Like, you yeah. know, and he's like, fussed, you know, kind of heated. And then they left or it could have been a buddy. Yeah. It could have been. It could have been someone else. Like, well, he had pills that were not prescribed, I'm assuming. So. And then where did the. Do we like there's just so many questions for me unanswered. Like, what did they do with this this footage he had? Did y'all find that? Did you find if he disseminated that in some way? Right. Like, is she going to be victimized again later? Correct. In like just a different way. And did I, I just don't think it's just her. And again, no, it's not. If no, like because that's such a big jump to like two attempts, taking pictures and then full on kidnapping with ransom and two sexual assaults. Right. Like that's a that's a jump. Yeah. It's not even like sexual assault, sexual assault. I, I I think there was probably some sexual assault, more sexual assaults in there. But right. we won't know. But he's been all around that whole area. Like I know. he's making his rounds and it's just kind of like, oh, that's Matthew. Like, I don't know. Mm-mm. This case was wild to me. This case is wild. And it, it, it's it's really a poor reflection on law enforcement. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not trying to judge too much. Like, I'm not, because at the very beginning, you're like, you're going to tell me that the wetsuit dude put some headphones on you and, like, lulled you back to sleep? Like, really? But I agree. Really? Like, but, I mean, I understand being in disbelief, but you have to work the case. Right. And I guess that's where my thing goes, because if Misty hadn't worked her case the way that she worked that case, then Denise's would never have been linked to that, never mm-hmm. been solved. They're still living in fear. Mm-hmm. And, and, and possibly charged for something they did not do. And my thing is just... <sighs> I don't know. It's just so premature of law enforcement to come out and be like, they are lying. And it's like, she's been home 12 hours. Right. Like you haven't even had a good chance to, to like really, really do anything. And like, she's not communicating with us probably because you walked in the door and was like, we'll give you immunity if you tell us what's up. And she's like, I don't know what I need immunity for. Like I've just been sexually assaulted. Right. Twice. I was just released. And I was held for 48 hours. Like, yeah, I'm just thankful I'm alive. What are you talking about? You're going to give me immunity. Like, what are you talking about? about? Immunity for what? Right. And then you can't, you haven't seen your boyfriend. And like you said, you've got I'm, all I'm so time. done anyway. <laughs> she apparently felt differently. I feel like I would have so many mixed emotions. It would be like, I love him, but I hate him because <laughs> like, this is somehow your fault because I was at your house. house. Like, yeah. this is your ex. I swear to God, Scotty we can't get away from her. her. Like, like, and we were already fighting about your ex and you talking to your ex. And this dude's telling me he's kidnapping me because of your ex. Or and just unfortunately, your I ex, have to be like, and I have to do this and all this good stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, I'm so done with you, Aaron. I'm sorry. Get away. Do not ever look at me. Touch me again. I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah. I can never go back to the house, probably. I mean, just the PTSD yeah, of it, of just you. being triggered to to go back in. Every sound. Oh, God, yeah. Like, every sound. Because somehow he got in, house. because they were like, there was no, they don't talk about anything being busted out. So somehow he got in. He had been watching them for a hot minute because mm-hmm. he knew about Andrea. He knew her name. He knew Aaron's name. Yeah. He came in well prepared. So they probably had a hide key. I wondered that or if he had been doing it and like researched them because like she was his, Andrea was his type or something and then kind of backed off and was like, no, you know, like, no. And then just made this like, I'm going to do it because that's why he didn't know Andrea wasn't in the house anymore because it had been about six months. And I wonder if he was just like, no, I'm going to do it. And then just takes off to go do this. Like he had planned it all out before, but like backed away from it. Maybe. And didn't know it wasn't Andrea anymore because he, unless all that's a lie. But he still had to, he still had to be watching them well enough to know about Andrea. That's what I'm saying. That's close. 
And she had been out about six months from what Aaron had stated. Yeah, but... So he had to have been actively watching them up until, like, right up until... He hangs out at windows. He could be just sitting there at night listening to them fuss. True. Just chilling. Yeah, because that was on Mare Island. Yeah. And he'd been all over Mare Island taking pictures. For all we know, he took pictures of Andrea. Like, uh, and we Denise. don't know because he was never charged with anything with that. Like, yeah. where is all of that? Oh, I have no idea. Like, there's so That's many terrifying. parts of this case that it's just kind of like, yeah, well. Well, yeah, it's terrifying. This is a terrifying case, mm-hmm. just on all levels. It is because predators like that. And then the fact that the people that are, are supposed, supposed to, to serve and protect are like, you did it. And it's like, that's not how that works. Like, you're supposed to work it, and if I'm guilty, okay, that will come out in the wash. But, like... You got to wash it first. You got to wash it first. You can't just be like, and dry. Yeah. Like... (laughs) No. It's still dirty. Like, you got to wash it first. It'll come out in the wash. I'm a full believer in that. Yeah, it'll start falling apart. Yeah. Like, the longer they kept him in in there, if he was lying, most people... Are gonna start crack to crack. Yeah, there's gonna be something. Or there will be true inconsistencies. Right, there'll be verbiage like "I loved her." Right, like they'll do something like that. That's like an easy, small, subtle. Yeah, so I was listening to an episode of Dateline yesterday, and it was about an ex-husband who, like, or a husband at the time that potentially killed his wife, Mm. and it was a, a. not his wife. It was a boyfriend. I'm sorry. He was married when he got arrested for it many years later. Okay. And he took the stand, and the prosecutor got to hand it to him. He was asking questions, asking him questions, and he did, like, the Freudian slip of, he was like, so, when you murdered her, da-da-da-da-da, but it was like, yes. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. No. And it's kind of like Freudian slip. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because that will happen. Yeah. He murdered a girl? He did. Okay. Because you said a boyfriend, but he was a boyfriend. I messed all, I messed all that crap up. I was like, he had a boyfriend, but he was married? <laughs> like, no. this plot thickens. <laughs> he was dating somebody. Yeah. And she got gone. And then many years later, they finally got enough evidence to, to, come, after to come after him. And then he had already gotten married. Got it. Now, he swears to this day he still didn't do it. But I... Meh. Yeah, and that I guess that's what's scary about our uh, justice. It's our just, legal system is terrifying. It's just cir- circumstantial. It's like, so terrifying. We talked about that case on Monday. Like, it just so happened that that dude bought that gun that day. Yeah. That could have literally been Joe Schmo bought mm-hmm. a gun that day of the same thing and been in the area and could easily have went to jail mm-hmm. for the rest of their life because, like, you did it. You ha- Like, all, everything mm-hmm. fits, but it's not necessarily... It doesn't fit quite right. Right, but I, I can knock it in there. Yeah. And I was like, that's what scares me about our stuff. And then, then you open into the whole thing of, like, juries and, like... The fact that you get to veto, I don't like the way that one said this, and I don't like... Like, you get to handpick it almost, which I, oh, find, yeah. I find that weird. I feel like it should be, like... I just pick 12. Yeah. Just pick 12. You don't get to do this and that and this and that. You just... 12. Yeah. The first 12, we're going to put it in the lottery. Just a bad one. That's what I'm saying. Like, roll it. <laughs> yeah. Now you on it, AC. Oh, you got it, Scully. Like, you don't want us. You don't want us. Because <laughs> I'm going to pick both of your cases apart, and I'm not going to be able to make up my mind. Yeah. They're going to be voting us off the jury. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. You I do mean, not want us on your jury. I feel like it should just be a random... It is what it is. I don't think you should be able to stack the debt. No, you shouldn't. And I feel like that's what that is. It's like yeah. I got to get one that's a little more, you know, this way than that way. If I'm going to get this from my client, I'm not a lawyer there. But I'm not an attorney. I understand how the system works somewhat, but it's still terrifying because there's so many wrongful convictions that it comes out that like DNA evidence proves their innocence later. And I'm like, oh, and they do like decades. It's yes. not like a year later we found out, oh, AC didn't do it. It's no, like, it's like 22 years later. Right. It's like, cool, so what do I do now? <laughs> like, yeah. didn't get to live my life, life, you know? Yeah, so, I mean. It's scary. It is. It's terrifying. It is. It's terrifying. And then to see cases like that makes it even more scary. Like, yeah. what kind of S show we got going on over here? Like, we need to get it together. Yeah, on all fronts. But I can't even say it's like California PD at this time. No. Because the Dublin was totally totally different right so it's just, it's just that particular at that time was just not, not well. but then he got officer of the year 
honey, I'm going to tell you what. Again, I didn't like mustard from the get-go. Yeah, like, but as soon as you told me what he told Mama, I'm like, no, no, Same. No. And then it's like <laughs> officer of the year, the year he said that. To, uh-uh. No. It would be a personal vendetta of mine. Uh, to, to make sure he never got anything. Yeah, because I'm going to talk to your supervisor, and your supervisor is going to back you. So then I'm going to go outside and talk to the media. Then I'm going to start talking to the district attorney. Then I'm going to talk, start talking to an attorney. I'm taking you down, MFR. Like, yeah. you don't get to say that. No, like, that's so, so out of line. It's so out of line, and it's so inaccurate, and it's so just... It shows your bias. Your bias is showing, sir. The whole case. Because yeah. when you find... I didn't... The first time I listened to this documentary, I didn't even realize that it said Cessna had, uh, or Cessna had dated Andrea. I'm like, I'm writing it up. And it was like, um, Aaron, he's like, and then we found out they were dating. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, that is not okay. Okay. But yeah, it's crazy. I hope y'all enjoyed this one. Um, Hopefully you stuck with us and didn't go watch the documentary and you waited. (laughs) Have a good one, Coffee Breakers. Catch you next time. Good night. Bye.